Right, thank you very much. I'll start off with two apologies. First of all, this is talk is about maths, not about politics. So if you're here under false pretenses, I apologize. And second apology, I'll be actually doing some maths rather than just talking about maths. So that's another apology. But it should be quite nice, tame, harmless maths. Okay, I'll start with a few general words about maths, and then I'll get on to the kind of question that this talk is about. So one of the things people do in maths is they prove things. That means they give a watertight logical argument to establish a conclusion. People in the learning maths often say, why do I need to prove this thing? It's kind of obvious. So perhaps you take the first few square numbers, 1, 4, 9, 16, 25, and you notice none of them end with a 2, you might say, fine, no square number ends in a 2. You might be right, you might be wrong. If you give a watertight logical argument, a proof, you'll know you're right. And the history of maths is littered with things that seemed right up to 100 and up to 1,000, and by computer, up to a million were always seemed right, but ended up not being right, around a billion or so. So one thing we do in maths is we prove things, we give watertight reasoning for things. So I'm going to start off today with something which actually really doesn't need proof. It's so obvious it doesn't need proof at all. And we'll kind of proceed from there, some less obvious things. So that's a sort of general chat about the talk. So the talk's inspired, in part, <coughs> by the story of the emperor of China's nose. So the story is, you would like to know how long the emperor of China's nose is. The trouble is, no one's ever seen the emperor of China. It's hidden away. So what do you do? You could make a guess. You could go to a random village in China and ask all 100 inhabitants how long do you think the Emperor of China's nose is? Take the average of those. You might say, this is pretty scientific. I've averaged 100 numbers. It sounds pretty accurate. But of course, it isn't. It's nonsense. OK, that's one side. <coughs> Another side, which I'll be talking about today, is the following. Imagine you're going to vote in some referendum. No, nothing topical about this, just a general absolute <laughs> referendum. <coughs> And the rules are as follows. It's a yes-no question. And everyone, of course, votes at the same time in secret. And then whatever the majority have decided, that's what the group is deemed to have decided. Of course, what you hope is that the majority get it right. But the trouble is that each person doesn't have a clue about the answer. So as a silly, non-mathematical example, let's suppose the question is something like, which is higher in Britain, the birth rate or the death rate? So supposing the question is, each day, are more people born in Britain or die in Britain? Let's suppose you know nothing at all about evolutionary theory, you know nothing about medicine, you've never looked at how the population of Britain evolves. You might say, I've got no idea. You might know some facts about births and deaths in Britain. You might, suppose you might, for example, know that amongst um, births of girls, the name Phoebe is more popular than the name Anna. That is a fact about births. It's not going to help you answer the question, is it? So I'm talking about things like that. I'm talking about a fun situation, to be a little more precise, 
We're voting in a referendum again. Suppose there are 1,000 people. We're voting in a referendum, which is a yes-no referendum, and it is a correct answer. We vote at the same moment in secret. Each person has not a clue about the answer. There may be some things about the world, but none of them impinge on the answer. So each person's vote is as likely right as to be wrong. Then obviously, in total, the majority get it right half the time, right? And, and wrong half the time. You can't, you can't beat that. You can't do something clever because you don't know anything. Each person knows nothing at all. Okay, that's what I'm starting with. I'd like to start with a particular example of that. So let's have our 1,000 people. So I'm not, I'm not good at drawing people, but I'll try to. So here's a person, and here's a person, and here's a person, and so on. 1,000 people. I'll tell you the setup. So <clears throat> each person has a hat put on their head by a judge. And here's how it works. It's a blue hat or a red hat. And what happens is the judge puts it on at random. So the judge tosses a coin. If it's heads, he gives you a red hat, tails a blue hat. And of course, you can't see your own hat. So let me try and again, attempt to draw this. So it's vital that we have red and blue colors, and we do, brilliant. So maybe this person has a red hat, this one's a red hat, this one's a blue hat, and so on. 1,000 times. Okay. And again, the rules are all in this room. Each person can see all the other 999 hats, but you can't see your own hat. Is that okay? Here is the burning issue of the day. Is the number of red hats even or odd? So here's the referendum question. Is the number of red hats even? Okay. It either is or it isn't. So here are our 1,000 people. Now, do we agree that each person is absolutely clueless? Right. Whatever you see, you don't know what's on your head. Right. If you see 170 red hats, then if your hat's red, that's an odd number in total, 171, if your heart's blue, it's 170. They're equally likely. Agree? Have it happened with that? You know nothing at all. You may know a lot about the hats. You may look along the line of people and say, I observe that persons one, two, three have the same color hat and four is different. But so what? It doesn't tell you anything. And I'll stress again that each hat was fairly chosen. So even if I'm standing here and I observe in a very unlikely way, that everybody else has a red hat, that in no way implies my hat's red. Because I saw the judge stop in front of me, toss a fair coin, and put something on my head. Does that make sense to everyone? So do we agree that this is a rubbish referendum? <laughs> right? Each person is clueless. And it's not a trick question. You can't, cheat. You can't nudge your friend and tell him the colour of his hat. You can't say, we'll vote one at a time, and I'll listen to those votes and learn something. It's, it's a proper secret ballot, you vote at the same time. Okay. So just to emphasize it, what could you do? 
You could say, hmm, I'll pretend I have a red hat and vote accordingly. So if you see 160 reds, you'd say, okay, odd in total. You could do that. It's as likely right as to be wrong. You could say, I look right to the end of the line, to person number 1,000. If he has a blue, sa blue hat, I'll shout odd. If he has a red hat, I'll shout even. You could do that. Also rubbish, of course. You could just say, I will shout odd. You could say, I'll toss a coin. And if it's heads, I'll say odd. And if it's tails, I'll say even. There are many things you could do, but they're all rubbish, aren't they? Whereby the technical word rubbish, I mean, as likely to be right as to be wrong. Okay, so again, the rules are, again, we vote in secret at the same moment. The votes are totted up. Whichever has more, um, that's the view of the majority. And okay, if it's exactly a dead heat, five, five, 500, we just toss a coin to find the answer. Okay, so I hope it's clear to everyone that <coughs> the majority, whatever each person is doing, whatever system you're using, that in total, the majority will speak the truth half the time, right? Because every vote is just nonsense. Okay. If you try and write down a sort of maths proof of this, what you find is it, it, it's a bit elusive somehow. It's quite hard to make precise the idea of for any strategy you choose. And I've given various example strategies you could do. They're all equally stupid, of course, but they are different. It's quite hard mathematically to deal with them all. So what you find is that writing out an actual proof is kind of elusive. So, of course, the correct answer is, well, who, okay, who cares? Why write down a proof of it? It's totally obvious. Right, but suppose you do persevere with trying to find a proof. You still find that it doesn't actually work. And then something very strange happens. You find out it's not actually true. So actually, there is a strategy which makes the majority get it right more than half the time. Right? Even though each person's vote is as likely right as to be wrong, even so, it turns out there is a way of doing things where the majority get it right more than half the time. That sounds obviously impossible. So let me tell you a strategy and then we'll analyze what happens with it. Again, I've stressed it. it's not a trick question. It doesn't involve that you cough at a moment before you vote or you, <laughs> anything like that. It's a, it's a legal thing where you vote in secret at the same time. Okay, let me tell you what the strategy is, and then we'll start analyzing it. So the idea is very simple. What you do is you say, look around the room of the other 999 people. Whichever you see more of, you pretend you have that color and vote accordingly. Does that make sense? So if you see that of the other 999 people, there are 600 red and 399 blue, you pretend you have a red hat and vote accordingly. Let me write that down. Let's say some things about it. So here's what you do. Pretend you have the majority colour you see. And vote accordingly. 
Let me remind you again that if you see 700 red and 299 blue, that does not make it likely you have a red hat. Right? Whatever you see, the chance you have a red hat is 50%. So this sounds like yet another rubbish thing to do. Let's analyse an example and see what happens. Let's suppose that I had, let's say, 600 in the room. There are 600 red hats and 400 blue hats. Okay, so the actual answer will be even number of hats. Let's see what happens in this voting scheme. So I have 600 people with red and 400 with blue. Now, the key question is, are these words visible at the back? Not really. Okay, I'll do a little white. So I'll rewrite it in white as well. We have 600 people with red hats and 400 with blue hats. Let's, in this example, see how the voting goes. Okay. What do these people do? Suppose you have a red hat and you look around. What do you see? I think you see 400 blue and 599 red. Agreed? So 600, but you, are, you can't see your own hat. So each such person sees 599 red and 400 blue. Therefore, each of those persons says... I pretend I have a red hat. So, pretends has red hat. Oh, which is true, in fact. So they'll vote correctly, won't they? Right? If I say, pretend I have a red hat and add up everything, and I do have a red hat, I get the answer right. So, gets it right. How about the blue hat people? What do each of those people see as they look around the other 999 people? Well, each of those sees, I guess it's 399 blue and the full 600 red. So, by the rules, each of them says, I'll pretend I have a red hat. So, pretends... has red hat, but they don't have red hat, do they? So each that person gets it wrong, don't they? If I'm counting up the total number of hats that are red, and I'm wrong, my guess of my own hat is wrong, I get the answer wrong, don't I? So gets it wrong. Uh-huh. So in total, in this particular example, did the majority get it right? Yeah, they did. There were 600 correct votes, 400 incorrect votes. That was with a split of 600-400. Supposing my split had been, say, <coughs> a bit close to equal, 530-470, it would still have been fine, wouldn't it? Because each of those that have said, I see about 529 red, 470 blue, get it right. Each of those would say, I see whatever it is, 530 red, 469 blue, get it wrong. 
the majority was about right. Let's go right down to say a 501499 and see what happens. Let's try that case. So let's try a case where we have, say, 501 with red hats and 499 with blue hats. What happens this time? Let's have a go. Each of these people sees what? They each see 499 blue, but a magical 500 red. So they each see... These each see 500 red, 499 blue. And of course, that says the majority is 500. Okay, barely, but still it's a majority. So they will each say, I pretend I have a red hat, which they do have. So they'll get it right, won't they? So that's a, a big tick, they'll get it right. How about these poor guys over here? They will each see... Uh, 501 red and only 498 blue. Agreed? Because there's one, they don't see the red one. So they will each say, aha, I'll pretend I have a red hat, which they don't have. They'll each vote wrong, won't they? So in total, how have the majority spoken? <coughs> 501 people got it right, 499 got it wrong. So again, the majority got it right. So all the cases we've got so far, the majority get it right. We haven't tried the case of an exact equal split, have we? That's one thing we haven't tried. So let's try the case of an equal split. Let's try the case of 500 red hats and 500 blue hats. And let's see what happens then. So equal split of hats, right. <coughs> What does each red-hatted person see? Yes, sadly for them, they each see only 499 red, but a big 500 blue. So they each see 499 red and 500 blue. That means each of them is honour-bound by the rules to say, I can have a blue hat, which they don't have. So they've got no way wrong. That's a cross. However, blues, well, it's the same, isn't it? Each blue-hatted person sees fully 500 red, a puny 499 blue, so each of them pretends they have a red hat, which they don't, so each get it wrong. <coughs> this is a bit rubbish. Everyone got it wrong. So, what have we got so far? Let's try to see what we've got to so far. With this rather interesting voting scheme of pretend you have majority of what you see, even though you're as likely to be wrong, what we've seen is that if the split of hat colours isn't exactly a dead heat, the majority get it right. Okay? If it's 600, 400, <coughs> 530, 470, even down to 5, 1, 4, the majority get it right. It can be close, they still get it right. In the dead heat case, they got it wrong. So that means that to work out how often this is failing, we to ask the question, how often do you get a dead heat in the hats? Right? 
Remember, the judges tossed coins. They cost, the judges tossed a coin a thousand times, and we're looking good. We're only looking bad, we're going to fail, if it's a dead heat. So what's the chance of that? How likely is that? That's like saying you toss a coin a thousand times, how likely is it you get exactly 500 heads? That's the same question, isn't it? Because remember, the rules were you toss the coin, <coughs> heads, red hat goes on head, tails, blue hat goes on head. So we're down to the following question. So you toss a coin a thousand times, and the question is, what's the chance that you had heads exactly half the time? What is the chance of exactly 500 heads? Let's think about this a bit. So <clears throat> if I'm telling you my coin is fair, which it is, if I toss it a thousand times, now if I said to you it was heads every time, you'd probably tell me that's into a fair coin. You'd be pretty surprised, wouldn't you? Okay. Of course you'd guess you have about as many heads as tails, right? So that's no problem. But that's not what we're asking. We're not saying, do you expect there to be as many heads as tails roughly? This is asking the question, what is the chance you have exactly 500 heads? Does the question make sense? So give yourself about 20 seconds to think about that. What, what do you reckon the chance is? Like 1%, much less than 1%, much more than 1%, 50%? What do you reckon the chance is that you toss a coin a thousand times, you get exactly half heads, half tails? Have a little think about that. So, as it's a talk on voting, I think I need to vote on the answer. So, here are some options you might want. I guess you might say it's less than one chance in a thousand. So, option one is going to be less than one in a thousand. Option two will be about one in a thousand. You know, to within pretty close to one in a thousand. So, the next option will be about. 1 in 1,000. I guess another possibility is it's about 1 in 500 because that's the number of heads. So the next one would be 1 in 1,000 to 1 in 100. Somewhere in between those. 1 in 500, sorry. Another option would be about 1 in 500. then maybe it's between 1 in 500 to, say, 1 in 100. That's like 1%. Maybe you think it's between about 1% and 10%. So 1% to 10%. Maybe you think it's somewhere between 10% and 
maybe this is 50%, approximately or exactly, so I'll say about 50%, about half the time. Maybe this is more than half the time. Okay, so that's, oh, nine options. Okay, so just out of interest, hands up here the answer is less than one in a thousand. Fifty-two people, quite a lot of you, okay. <laughs> Who thinks it's about one in a thousand? A lot less. Fifteen. How about one in a thousand to one in five hundred? Twelve. Who thinks about one in five hundred? Eleven, and we're going down gradually, okay. <laughs> Who thinks it's between one and five hundred and one percent? Twenty, we're up again. One <coughs> percent to ten percent? Twenty-nine of you. Ten percent to fifty percent. Five of you. About half the time. Eighteen of you. And lastly, more than half the time. Well, nobody, zero. Someone's got a hand up? Okay, zero, fine. <laughs> well, it's not that one, so well done, everyone. Um, it's not the most popular one, actually. The, the, the majority nearly got it right. It's about two and a half percent. So if you went for this one percent to ten percent, <coughs> be proud of yourself. So it's about one time in 40. It's quite rare, in other words. It's normal to get close to 50%. It's rare to exactly that. I'll just take a brief time out for people who like math symbols. The actual formula, if you have m, to get an mn split, is about 1 over the square root of pi times n. Here, n's 500, pi's about 3, that's about 1,500, root is about 40, so it's 1 in 40. Right, end of maths, interlude, end of time out. Okay, so what that's saying is that even though that this voting system, the majority gets it right 97.5% of the time, which is pretty weird, given that we all agree it was utterly obvious that no voting scheme could ever get you right more than half the time. Remember? It was totally obvious. Each person's vote is rubbish. There's no communication allowed, so it's completely obvious the majority can't get right more than half the time. 
But here we're, we're whopping, we're much more than half the time. We're 97.5% of the time. So that is fairly amazing. That's why you prove things in maths, by the way. So it can be utterly obvious, but just not correct. And that, that's a good example. It was so obvious it wasn't correct. And you might say, okay, with hindsight, can we step back and work out where well, intuition went so badly wrong? Because intuition said, each person's vote is rubbish, therefore, majority can't get it right more than half the time. It sort of stands to reason. Here's what your intuition should have been telling you. So, <clears throat> if you look at these examples here, you'll notice that when the majority got it right, like it was 600 to 400, it's quite close. In that case, majority got it right, but only just, right? It was quite a close vote, wasn't it? When the majority got it wrong, they went spectacularly wrong. Every person voted wrong. So here's what the correct statement is. If you take all the times the majority got it wrong and add up that real margin, and then you take all the times the majority got it right, add up the real margins, those are up to be the same thing. That's what your mission tells you. Because basically, your vote is rubbish, so it's as likely to be on the right side as the wrong side. That's the correct intuition. That's fine with hindsight, but remember, initially, it was totally obvious no system could be good. I think that's quite strange, actually. So I, I'll keep talking now, but I urge you to go home and reflect on this. Right? I, let me stay one more time again. If you see 600 red and 399 blue, that does not make it likely you have a red hat. Remember? It's still the case. It's as likely to be red as blue. And yet, the majority of about 7.5% of the time. Okay. So, mathematicians then thought to themselves, can we do better than that? After all, we've got it right 97.5% of the time. That's pretty good. Can we do better than that? And people thought about it a bit. And here's what they discovered. So, in the system I just told you, the strategy I just told you, each person is following the same rules, right? Each person is told, pretend you have the majority of what you see. You might call that symmetric. Now, you don't have to be symmetric. After all, it could have been, so here's something obviously stupid, but it's illegal. You could have said, each person apart from Mr. 1000, please pretend you have the majority vote accordingly. But Mr. 1000, please just say, eat odd. Not saying it's any good, it's no good at all, but that's the example that it's not symmetric, it treats different people differently. So mathematicians managed to prove that assuming that the strategy is the same for each person, this is the best. So you actually can't beat this pretend majority, this 97.5. It's kind of pretty believable that adding asymmetry can't be good for you. After all, all the people are equally important, right? There's no special person or his hat to tell someone else's hat. So it really can't be the case that it could help to be asymmetrical. But mathematicians were a bit wary, having seen this thing wasn't so obvious. And they thought, and they thought, and eventually they found it's not even true. So let me now show you a strategy that does much better than 97.5% of the time. So it's, it's going to fail much less than 2% of the time. 
And what I think is utterly weird about this one is it's not going to be symmetrical. We'll, do, we'll tell different people different things. And this one is certainly a lot more complicated than that one. But I want to show it to you. It's so weird it even exists. Even given we've absorbed this, which is really pretty weird, I think it's so utterly weird that a strategy could be good to be different for different people. So I'll tell you the strategy, and then we'll step back and try and analyze what's going on. And during the strategy, we'll be sort of inside people's heads a bit, saying what they're thinking. But remember, of course, they can't speak, they can't think out loud. You know, they can't say to their friend, you have a red hat. Look, here's what we do. <coughs> the players are numbered. Actually, if you allow me to make the numbers easier, I won't have 1,000 people. I'd rather have 1,023 people. <laughs> It'll make the numbers a bit nicer. Um, you can do it for 1,000. It's just a bit fiddlier. So allow me to do 1,023 instead. Here's what you do. You start off with person number one. So there he is, person number one. And here's what he or she does. They just say, I'll pretend I have a red hat. So again, before they even start off the experiment, person one is told, when you go into the room and the judges put the hats on, what you do is you pretend you have a red hat and vote accordingly. Right? So if you see an even number of reds, you say odd and vice versa. Okay? So person number one is told, pretend I have a red hat. And as always, and vote accordingly, right? So if person number one sees 200 reds, he says, plus mine is 201, I'll say odd. Okay. Now, let me focus on players two and three together. Here they are. Players two and three. There they are. Now, they, everyone knows the strategy, so they each know that player one is going to pretend he has a red hat and vote accordingly. Right? Of course, player number two doesn't know what player one's going to say because he doesn't know his own hat colour. However, supposing you asked player one the following question. So player two the following question. Is player one going to get it right? Then he can answer that, can't he? Right. If player two has a glance to player one, if he sees player one has a red hat, he knows players will get it right. If he sees player one has a blue hat, he knows players will get it wrong. Agreed? Player two doesn't know what player one's going to say. After all, supposing player two sees player one's got a red hat, he knows one's going to get it right, but he doesn't know how many red hats player one can see. He doesn't know his own hat colour. That's not the point. If you said to player two, when player one casts his vote, will the vote be correct? Player two can answer that question. Do we agree with that? Okay. And same for player three, of course. Now, here's why I had two of them. Here's what they would love to say. We'd love to say, if player one's going to get it right, 
let's just abstain. Right? If one person gets it right, let's, let's just abstain. Now, of course, you're not, you're not allowed to abstain. So what does abstain shorthand for? Abstain means player two says odd, player three says even. Okay? Which, of course, cancel out his votes. So here's what they say. They say, if number one will get it right, in other words, does have a red hat on, we abstain. And remember, abstain is short, is code for, player two is told, if player one's got a red hat, just shout out, just vote odd. Player three is told, who's got a red hat, vote even. Does that make sense to everyone? The two votes, because that's like abstaining. So that's why I abstain for that. Okay. Now, equally, suppose that we, players two and three, look across to player one, he's getting wrong. He's got a blue hat. We would love, we, players two and three, to vote as a block together. The same vote to annihilate player one's vote. Okay? Two votes are more than one vote. So we're going to say, again, a pretend, we'll pretend, let's say, that we have one of each colour, red, blue, or blue, red. Okay. If one will get it wrong, pretend. We, i.e. two and three, have one red, one blue. And vote accordingly. So again, here's what that means. <coughs> it means, says we're player two. We look across and we say player one's got a blue hat. Oh, it's going to get wrong. So here's what we, we do as player two. We say, I say, I play two. I will pretend that me and player three between us have one red hat. That's pretty easy, right? If I, if I see he's got, but my friend's got red, up and I have blue. If he has blue, I'll up and I have red. And vote accordingly. Does that make sense? So again, let's summarize again what player two, players two and three do. They say, looking across to player one, if player one, when he votes, will vote correctly, we abstain. And abstain means two says odd, three says they cancel out. Whereas, if Paul will vote wrong, we will vote the same way as each other to cancel him out. Does that make sense? So in total, so far, here's what's going to happen. If player one does have a red hat, it's looking good. Right? Because player one's got the correct answer, two or three abstain. Cancel out, that's fine. If one's got a blue hat, however, then if we are a red and a blue, or a blue and a red, we can get it right, aren't we? When we do have one red and one blue, we're going to vote correctly. Whereas if, sadly for us, we are blue, blue, or red, red, we're going to get it wrong, aren't we? Right? If, if, I, if, I, if I pretend that me and my friend have one red hat between us, we have none or two, that's the wrong, even odd thing, isn't it? We'll get it wrong. So in total, I'll say that again. If this person has... I'll write it on the board in a second, actually. If player one has a red hat, it's all good. If player one's got a blue hat, and two and three are a red, blue, or blue, red, it's all good. But if player one has a blue hat, and sadly we are a red or a blue, blue, we've all got it wrong so far. All three have got it wrong. 
Okay. Um, next, I'll have four people. I'll have people called three persons, four, five, six, and seven. I'm bored of drawing people, so there's no people there. Okay. What does this group say? Now, they're allowed to, they can look at other players, of course, can't communicate. Do we agree that each person here, by looking at players one, two, and three, can determine whether or not, between them, one, two, and three got it right? right? Remember that one, two, and three, between them, got it right in total. If he was lucky enough to have a red hat, or if he was blue and they were red-blue, and these three got it wrong in total if it was blue and blue-blue or red-red. So I don't care what the details are, but here's what I care about. Each of these players can look to the right and can answer the question, will players one, two, and three, in a majority, get it right? Okay. If they're going to get it right, what do we do? We abstain. Preserve. Of course, abstain is shorthand for four and five right odd, six and seven right even. So let's call this. Here's what they say. They say, if one, two, three get it right in total, so get it right means in majority, we abstain. Okay, what if we, looking over there, think they're not going to get it right? So what if, sadly, we look, we're not speaking of course, and we see that this was sadly a blue hat, he's getting it wrong, and sadly these were red, red, or blue, blue, and they're getting it wrong, so what should we do? We'd better vote as a foursome together, hadn't we? I want us all to vote the same way. So the other people are irrelevant. That's why I picked four, by the way. Four is more than one plus two. Right. What should we do? Um, there's a nice way of saying it, which I'll just say now. Player one pretended he had a red hat. In other words, if you like, the number of red hats he had in his head was odd. I won. Um, players two and three, when they said pretend red, blue, that's like saying pretend we have between us an odd number of red hats, right? Because the only odd number between zero and two is one. So what should these four players do? They should each say, I'll pretend that we four between us have an odd number of red hats and vote accordingly. So what each person here does, he says, look at the other 996 people, how many reds, add in an odd number and if, vote accordingly. Abstain. If not, we pretend that we, i.e. these four, have an odd number of red hats and vote accordingly. Okay. When does all this go wrong? When does it ever happen that the first seven people didn't get it right? Well, <coughs> you'd have to have poor player one being blue. You'd have to have two and three being blue, blue, or red, red, like an even number of reds. You'd have to have these players having an even number of reds, wouldn't you? 
like four reds, two reds, or no reds. Then we get it wrong. If it was on, we get it right. What happens next? I'm sure you can see a pattern now. Oh, I rubbed off 97.5%. Please remember that. So next I'll have how many people in a block. I want enough people to swamp those if they all get wrong. So one, two, four is... That's seven people so far, so I want eight people now, don't I? So here are going to be the next eight people. Do the same again. They look eyes right, or eyes left as you're watching me, and they say, if those seven between them are going to get it right, the majority, we abstain. If they're all wrong, all seven are wrong, we will pretend we have an odd number of reds and vote accordingly. All eight of us. So, dot, dot, dot. Um, if you know about powers of two, the totals are one less than doubling each time. So I have three people so far, that's two times two minus one. I have seven people so far, that's two times two times two, take away one. I have 15 people so far, that's two times two, so two ones, one, and so on. So the next block is going to be 16, all the way up to, there's actually a, a 512. And that's, that's why I chose 1023, by the way. Just believe the numbers out nicely. So I'm up with 10 groups, with 10 clusters of people, if you count it. The first cluster, second, the third, and so on. Okay, when do we get it wrong? So when does the, when does the majority get it wrong? So the majority get it wrong only if the following happens. Cluster one got it wrong. Cluster one got it wrong. And cluster two got it wrong. And cluster three got it wrong, and so on, down to cluster ten. That's the only way to go wrong. Right? The only way to go wrong is if, if any of you got it right, remember what happened? Suppose the 16s get it right. They destroy the other 50s, they go to the blocks, they get it right. Everyone else abstains, don't they? So the only way we can fail is if every group gets it wrong. So, let's ask the question. So, last couple of minutes, when does a cluster get it wrong? So, how do we get it wrong? Let's think about a 16. When, what is the chance that if you have 16 people, the number of red hats is even, i.e. the bad thing? So what is the chance that out of 16 coin tosses, the number of heads is an even number. Right? That's the question. That is the chance that the blob called 16 people between them had sadly an even number of reds. That's bad for us, isn't it? What's the chance that happens? So be prepared to vote again, by the way. Okay, so again, remember we do coin tosses for each one. So the question is, we toss a coin 16 times, 
What's the chance the number of heads is even? So number, you could have zero heads, one head, two heads, three heads, up to 16 heads. Some of those are not so likely, of course. If you toss a coin 16 times, you'd be surprised to have all of them being heads. But still, what's the answer? I think there are three options here. It could be that the chance of getting exactly even number of heads, it could be less than 50%. It could be exactly 50%. Or it could be more than 50%. Those are the, those are the options, right? Okay, again, you toss a coin 16 times. I want to know what is the chance the number of heads is an even number? Is it more or less than 50%? Or is it bang on 50%? So, voting time again. Who votes that the chance of an even number of heads is less than 50%? 19. Who votes it's exactly 50%? Oh, lots. Look, I'm doing approximate counting now. <laughs> I think that's seven, actually. And who, who thinks it's more than 50%? It's about 30. This time, we're trying to get it right. It is, it is exactly equal. You might think it isn't equal because there are more options for even number. Out of 0, 1, 2, up to 16, there are 9 odds, 8 even. Sorry, eight, 9 evens, 8 odds. It's exactly a half. Here's a nice way of seeing that. Imagine that in tossing coins 16 times, you take 15 tosses, and then you pause for the last toss. Do you agree that whatever you've done in the first 15, the last toss has 50% chance of making the total even, 50% chance of making it odd? Whatever you've seen so far, the last toss either keeps it even odd or switches to the other one. So it's going to be 50%. Okay, so what's our conclusion? So the chance of failure of our system, remember we only fail if each group gets it wrong independently. Now, each group has one chance in two of getting it wrong. So the chance we fail is one chance in two, given that another one chance in two that the second group go wrong, another one chance in two, and so on, ten times, which is one over 1,024, which is 0.1%. So that's, it's really weird. So this voting system gets it right 99.9% .9 of the time. It only fails 0.1% of the time. That is really strange. I'll leave you with a homework exercise, which is, <laughs> can you prove, it's actually true, that this is the world record system? There is no system that beats this fake system. You can't beat 99.9%. That's a very strange place to stop, so I'll, it's a very strange fact, so I'll stop there. <laughs> solutions.
are. The trouble with that is, how do you, a voter, know the difference is exactly one? Oh, you mean if you uh, if you see a difference of one? Yes. The trouble is, if you see a difference of one, that could be in real life difference of two, right. or it could be equal. Okay. Depending on what colour you have, and those kind of cancel out. That's actually that's actually almost the same. It's ever so slightly worse than the system I had at the beginning. But it's very it's very very similar to it. Yeah. Okay. What would be the real application? <laughs> oh, for so, our oh, real application. <laughs> Applications, there are lots of applications of this stuff, but they're not actual referendums and so on. Um, so what happened here was we had various people or agents, and they each had partial information, right? It's so we had a thousand agents. Each agent or person could see 999 of the thousand bits of information, right? Now supposing you had a similar, suppose you've got say a thousand agents but each one only sees half the information. Very much worse, right? What do you do then? Or suppose you see some small subset of information. And that is very important in anything to do with, say, with the internet, with computers making decisions. Suppose you have some big array of computers which are joined. They each have to make some decision. A decision like, for example, do I send this data packet via that cable to New Zealand or via that cable to New Zealand. There are lots of instant decisions. But of course, no actual node, no can be most all the information on the network. It's only a little bit. So each node knows it's almost nothing. How do you get protocols where even so things work out? So right, it, it, in fact you want a protocol where it doesn't happen that everyone uses that cable and that cable's left empty. So a lot of these things like this or generalized, are extremely important in questions about computers, or any network, but say computers deciding things where there's a decision to be made about, say, how to route something, or, you know, which rocket of the shuttle do we shut down if there's a problem. Each thing doesn't have full information, very little information, and yet you want them between to get it right, to get it right nearly all the time. And that's the application. There are lots of applications to do with that. And often things aren't fully understood. People know here is a good system, but no one can prove it's the best system. What happens when you've got an even number of voters? Uh, in this one over here, yes. you, you sort of tweak the numbers slightly. You do some randomness at the end. It, it doesn't affect things much. So what I showed you there officially only works for a power of two take away one. So you do some similar thing. You do, for example, the last block might be uh, 500 or 512, and it nearly swamps the previous one. So you do some little bit of randomness. But it's a bit of fiddler. So it, it, it's nicer for this one to worry more about the 1023 case, not worry about the exact 1,000 case. Do they tell the astronauts it's a 99.9% chance of success? They probably have some good shortcuts of saying that to do with jump. <laughs> to do with the reliability and fail safe and certain and so on. Yeah. Oh, great. That's your second homework question. Excellent. <laughs> um, that is actually correct, yes. Amongst symmetric systems where each person does the same thing as everyone else, you cannot beat the first system. That's actually a little harder to prove, surprisingly. Yeah. 
Or say if you can't if you can't number them, then yes, that one is also best. Yes, yeah, that's also best. But that's actually a little bit harder to actually prove than the fact that this weird one's best. Believe it or not. Yeah. So that's your second homework exercise. Unfortunately, it's mostly, most of this work is in quite dry-looking research papers with words that are weird and mathematical. So I think if it might be you Google the words clueless vote, well, no, probably if you Google clueless voting, if you're talking about actual running that happened. So I, I don't, that's just I don't really know. You could try Googling the words clueless voting. Do you have a blog? I don't have a blog, no, no, sorry. Okay. Uh, that's a very nice problem, but it's, it's not related. I, I don't think such a. I don't. I don't think this has made it into the, the books of. There are lots of lovely books of lovely maths puzzles, but I don't think this has made it into those books yet. I'm sure it will in a few years' time, but it hasn't made it into the books yet. Mm, my website's kind of rubbish and non-existent. So uh, <laughs> no. That makes quite good sense, yeah. So the um, gentleman is saying, <coughs> if you see more red than blue, surely since in total you guess the number of, you know, it's about a 50-50 split, you'd imagine your thing is blue. I think, I think the instant answer is that whatever you see, your hat is exactly as likely red as to be blue. Remember, if you see 600 red, 399 blue, you still know, you saw the judge stand in front of you and flip a fair coin through your head. So it's, 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 evenly, it's evenly spread. Or equally I've said, if I showed you there, if I see 600 red and I pretend I have red, it is not the case that that was a good thing to do. It's not the case it's more likely I have red. It's only 50%. Remember, each person's vote is rubbish. It's this weird way they're combining that makes sense. And it just so happens that the combining works better if you go with the majority. So, yeah, so, so the, the real answer is that each one person's vote is still a load of rubbish.